Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey, what's up? I'm Slide Whistle. I got a margarita. I am Immunization, and I would like to wish you all a happy Margarita Wednesday. I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horrid Punching Bag. And I do not have a margarita today. I am not participating, unfortunately. But I do have something worth celebrating. Yes. In my cup, in this nasty potion I have in front of me, is the last of my Malort. The final drops of Tyre's bottle of Malort are here in this glass. It's awful. Why are you drinking that? Because I want it gone, because it, it, the bottle's big and oblong and weird, and it takes up space in our freezer, and I don't want my ice cream to melt. Yeah, I mean, I, that is something to celebrate, though, the fact that you are now no longer in possession of Malort. I, I've never had cold Malort, like frozen Malort. Is it better or worse? It's in popsicle form. Uh, it is worse, probably, <laughs> oh, no. because... Not only is your mouth like, whoa, there's something cold in there. What's going on? Let me investigate further. And then it gets to the taste and it's like. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think there's a good way to consume more, honestly. So, Allegedly with tea. We never did it, though, because we didn't want to waste any tea. Yeah, you're just wasting tea. No, mm-mm. but you know what we didn't waste? Fucking last week. I, I felt like I put in so much time into WoW last week. Like, I was playing every single fucking hour of the day. That's what it felt like. The things that we accomplished were astronomical. Yeah. So, personally, I got Keystone Master. So did you, Slide. We also did over 10, 15 or higher dungeons. So, I had three 252 vault slots in there. Uh, Yeah, that was fucking great. And then we we did Tazavesh Hard Mode with the homies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, With Mathurin and Adorno. And Aaron was there. And that was fun. That was so much fun. Again, how the fuck? You know what? Let's start with that. Let's start with the Tazavesh hard mode. I think that's a good opener. Obviously, at this point, we're pretty fucking geared. How are you supposed to do that when you're not really fucking geared? (laughs) Yeah, so I think Mathurin was the one who said it. He was like, it's weird because the way that it felt was that you felt like you needed to be as geared as we were, which is what, like, mid to high 230s, 240s even, or else, like, I feel like you just have to be, like, insanely good at the game in order to be able to clear it. And we still struggled on a few bosses. But I will say it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Only a few bosses really gave us trouble. Now, you guys did Mechagon hard mode, correct? Yes. Technically. Wait, I'm trying to think if we... I know I didn't. We we did some ball Because, like, in that one... No, we we did do it. We we did do it. It took us forever to do it, though. I think we only did it one time, honestly. Like, I don't think we ever went back after it because it took us a very very long time to do it that one time, even. Correct. My the the thing I was going to ask were was rather were the bosses actually more difficult in that hard mode because the actual changes made to some of the bosses in this one. Ran the gamut from like, whoa, that's actually difficult. And like, we got to adjust our strategy to like, Hillbrand was just like, 
here's another guy. Remember when I summoned two guys? Here's a third one. And I was like, I don't know if that's distinctly hard mode. That's just an inconvenient mode change there. I will say on Hillbrand, though, the ad, um, I, I called for him to be interrupted, and he was pretty much interrupted the entire time until the very end where I think he got two casts off in a row and he almost wiped us because it sends out, like, raid-wide damage and I think stunned us all for a, a while as well. Um, so we cleared the boss when most of us were down to, like, 15% health, I feel like. That was also impressive considering the fact that we had two mages, and mages have, like, the slowest interrupt in the game. Um Yep, 30 seconds, baby. Yes, too fucking long. But Mechagon, it, it had some changes to it in hard mode that were just, like, minor inconveniences. It, again, it, it kind of varied from boss to boss on who sucked harder and who was like, oh, oh no. I think it's like an extra dust cloud on the two Mecha Twin things. Yeah, like, like I was as Oasis or whatever, it's like, you have to fight the band in the second wave. But it wasn't on top of other enemies. It was just like, instead of other guys, now it's the band. Ooh, hard yeah. mode. And they didn't feel that much stronger than the mob that we would have had in normal, I feel. <laughs> really, really, the <laughs> the only one that was really tough was Zophis at the beginning. And that was mostly just because part of the RP was like, you can't kill the enemies around you. So we had to exist in like a 10 by 10 square. Yeah, but tell the listeners slide about their, your cousin that was in, in this um this instance. His name was Dirt Whistle. Was this, was this the little, um, what are, what are the little flying it's, it's the, guys called? It was, it was a dredger. I believe it was the drummer of the Sinstone Rockers. Uh, it was a little dredger guy named D- Dirt Whistle. My cousin Dirt Whistle. He's from. Is he from down south? <laughs> He's gotta be, because I never seen him before in my life. But yeah, I, I think Aaron's right. I think like one of the hardest ones was that first boss, where it's just like, "Congrats, here's a small room. Enjoy trying to escape anywhere to move that stupid blade thing out." Yeah, I think that and the mail room were the only two that we really wiped on more than once, because the mail room big change was that if you had a bomb, you couldn't move. So you had to play hot potato with it and position with your teammates and pass it to them and then throw it into those shoots. My favorite with Mailroom 2 is that, so we were in Discord during this, so we were doing callouts, and <laughs> only in there did we go in and realize that we have two female worgen mages who were wearing gray. So sometimes someone would be like, Growlina, I'm passing it to you. And I'm like, I'm not near that person. But it was a door, no. <laughs> so to counteract this, we had to do all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, we had to change mogs. I had to put on a toy. It was a, it was a real hoot. We had to flag people. At, at one point, Mithurin tried to throw the package to one of Aaron's mirror images because it was just <laughs> another Lady Morgan in the pile. Lady Morgans. God forbid they both mirror image at the same time. It was goofy. But we got our things, we got our mounts, and we completed it. Yeah, I just want to say that, like, I wasn't, I thought it was just a chance at this mount. I didn't realize it was just tied to the achievement, and the first time you do hard mode, you get the disc. I told you guys this whole time, and we all get mounts You did say, you did say, that. that's why the infamous, oh, we all get it, 
happened was you knew we got it on hard mode, but for whatever reason, not on normal mode. Yeah, so now Slide Whistle has two of them, one for Slide and one for his cousin Dirt Whistle. Okay, so when the mount first dropped, I was like, no fucking way, because I did forget. I, I thought we only got one, too, and I was like, did I really get both gear gliders? That's awesome. Fuck these guys. But then I realized everybody gets it, and I was sad, because now I can't ever use it again. We it is well documented your uh <laughs> your distrust of anything that everyone gets. You're nothing if not a bougie bitch. The peons ruin everything I touch. But you know what? I don't see anybody else with a jungle hopper. And Aaron, the only one who has a jungle hopper, is luckily running wild, so I never have to see anybody else in their little airplane. Do <sighs> you watch me wiggle my hands and <laughs> One out of every 37 times, it's going to be that jungle hopper. It's always scary because I have my camera set at like a certain elevation. And that mount is big as fuck. So I always get it and go, because it's taking up the entirety (laughs) of my screen. So I have to back up. I thought you were going to say, like, watch me wiggle scene my hands. I don't know why. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Watch me wiggle scene. Oh, no, they're not doing anything. They haven't done anything for months. Okay, so you guys know how when you have the animal orb toy, and sometimes you can grow big in it and stuff? What happens if I grow big, and I cast the jungle hopper, and somebody hops into the back seat of the jungle hopper, or the front seat? Do they also grow to the same size that I am? I thought once you grow big, all you can do is slash dance. But I'm the mount. If I'm in a two-person mount, somebody else can probably still interact with me and get into the mount. So, like, before you click on the orb, get in the mount, and then click on the orb, and then grow big? You can get into mounts no matter what you do if you're big. You can pull out toys when you're big. You just can't move forward. So, like, you can change your mounts and stuff. But what if you're, like, a little tiny, little tiny little person in the backseat of my big hopper? Well, we should try that tonight, honestly. Let's do it right now. No. Let's stop recording. Let's just do it right now. Fire up what we'd have to do, like, a fresh Saudis. Saudis. Well, speaking of Saudis, I feel like last end of last week and beginning of this week, we've exceeded all of my personal expectations, honestly, as a guild, especially as our group. We are officially 7 out of 10. We downed Painsmith and Guardian last week, and last night we cleared all the way up to Guardian in one night. So we're starting on Guardian tonight, and I think Hold we'll on, probably I get him down. my drink. I'm dying. You spilled the, you spilled the frozen Malort shake? I did, I did. How, how much did you just spill it, or did you just, like, knock it over a little bit? Oh, no, he really spilled it. He's, he's going to stain his house with Malort. The smell of the spilled Malort will live on long beyond the contents of that container. Dude, I think this is an actual so let's fill the air with some hey Arnold talk. Okay, so Mr. Green's friends, who tried to have him quote unquote taken care of at the birthday party, were their intentions truly to be nice to him? At the end, they were like, we're really gonna get him for his 40th. Um, I feel like that's the, the really punny nature of the show. It could be interpreted either way. You know, as a hey Arnold podcast, it is worth discussing though. But. I will say, as a lighthearted, well, mostly lighthearted show that's aimed as kids, I think they actually just wanted him to have a good time. But his next one, 
Who knows? You can never trust pork pie. Is Chocolate Boy a narrative on addiction in America? I feel like you've already asked that question on this podcast. Okay, well, then I'm always happy to be reminded, and I'll move on to my next St. Arnold question. Which is? Other than Eugene, who is confirmed by the creator to be a homosexual man, such as ourselves, who is the second most person most likely to be gay in the Hey Arnold series? Uh, what's his name? Who hoarded all of the balls on ball day? Curly? That, see, but that's straight man white shooter energy right there. Oh boy. Uh, he was dealing with something in his childhood that he didn't understand, and it was his latent homosexuality. I was thinking I could see either Rondo or Nadine. Ooh, Nadine for sure, actually. You know the- who's the who's the, the dark-skinned girl with the, like, the blonde tail? That's Nadine. Yeah, that's big, big lesbian energy coming out of her. I think Curly actually straight. I think because he's like, he kind of has those like pervy gross lines sometimes where he's like, come on now, guys. Like, come on, show me some skin. And it's like, ugh, get out of here, Curly. Okay, so your crisis is over, Aaron? <sighs> yes, but I'm worried now that my fucking desk is going to smell like Malort <laughs> for the rest of my life. Thanks, Tyre. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to thank Tyga. I was like, Tyga? Like the DJ? You said Ty. I'm like, Tyga? Thank you for being married with Children. to... What's it called? Kylie Jenner for a while? Tyga and Kylie Jenner were together? Okay, this is kind of the Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking of Kygo, not Tyga. Fuck's Kygo. Cisco? They got a Y in their name. They're automatically cool. I hope my keyboard's okay. Good on your keyboard too. Yes. How much? How much? How many square ounces you'd spill onto your keyboard? Uh, if this was a twelve-ounce drink, I just lost ten of it. Into your keyboard? Uh, onto my desk. Maybe <laughs> four of it on my keyboard. <laughs> and Do now we I left. Stop I this left... recording so that you can no, fix your keyboard. No, it's fine. No, it should be fine. But my damn cat is getting into the bathroom that I left open. This is a shit show. This is a disaster. Also, I just wanted to make it known that these these margaritas are also stronger than they should be because norm like normally we get, we get margarita mix that doesn't have tequila in it already. But I got tequila and the one that already has tequila in the mix, so it's like double tequila. So I guess I guess we're really going at it this episode. Well, I got I got the cat out of the bathroom. I cleaned up the desk. Let's let's game. So um and you're talking about Raid. We killed it last week. I said on last episode, day one out of two days of raiding, that we were not going to clear Painsmith for a while. And we, did we what, one-shot it? Two-shot it? I believe it was our third pull. And that includes the first pull where we reset the boss. So two pulls. Because like famously, this group's really bad with mechanics. And I think this is surprisingly the best this group has ever really felt. Like everyone's killing it. Most people are killing it. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed, honestly. Um and I think we will clear Guardian really quickly tonight and then have a lot of time on uh Fate Scribe, and I think we'll need a lot of time on Fate Scribe, so <laughs> Oh that I forgot that. Jamonkey found the podcast. Jamonkey knows that we're. Oh yeah, Jamonkey, are you listening? 
at one point we did name you our fourth co-host as a joke. I don't know if you realize this, but you do have a seat at the table all of a sudden. I don't even remember the context, but yes, we did officially name you as a fourth co-host like uh, many episodes ago. <laughs> don't find it. Suli can't come on, though, because he said that he was going to listen, quote, later. So he can't <laughs> come on. It's just you. But yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens tonight. Um, Guardians is up next. We almost killed Guardians yesterday. So in the other groups, it's in the same spot we're at. So we're we're even Stevens looking good. Both have new additions to the team. Yeah, honestly, really content about the way our raid progress is happening. And I will say that with Dogs with Jobs, we downed Fate Scribe and also Kel'Thuzad. I honestly think Fate Scribe is probably harder. Kel'Thuzad didn't seem too different than normal. As far as I remember, the only difference in Kel'Thuzad is in the basement level... You go downstairs and fight uh, Kelzad's man ghost, uh, Manthuzad. It's the same until the very last phase of it, when with no fucking warning, he farts and whips up these three icy tornadoes out of his asshole that spin around him and bop you back. And there's like literally, you get down there and it's like, <laughs> like immediate, like he shits everywhere. Honestly, that sounds terrifying. I mean, I was going to say, like, when he's just doing the frontal ice thing, it's really easy to jo- like to dodge. So it's never really been that big of a problem whenever I've had to go down. Yeah, I predict that Fate Scribe was going to be much more difficult for us than Kel'Thuzad. In fact, I, I thought, like last week, I'm predicting, I foresee many wipes on Fate Scribe. Because the nature of this boss is truly... Where our weaknesses show. And that's coordination with people and when it changes randomly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's mainly the RNG aspect. Because I feel like if it's just coordination, we normally have like a few volunteers that are able and willing to just take it for everyone and do it. But and you can't do that this time. Literally anyone could be picked. Apparently, if Fate Scribe picks you to run your to run his rings, if you get on a ring and realize... It's not going to go the way you want it to go. If you get on that ring immediately, you can still make it, apparently. For for any of the um the runnings? Yes. Yes, you can 100% so make it. So as long as you are on a ring and moving it a direction, you can make it? As long as you get on it as soon as is available. If you come in like halfway through, there's no way you're going to make it. But if you are on the ball and you can get to your spot in time, you're good. That being said... Most of the times when a ring's left over, nobody realizes there's a ring left over. <laughs> is that also assuming that you don't ever have to get off of it to dodge a ball or anything? Yes, but with the new changes now, it's that's so much easier because now they move more. So, just I'm just saying, you might not always need help, especially when the person you're asking for help may not respond for like 8 to 10 seconds. <laughs> also, I, I think we may have added a new guild event to our rotation of things we do. We'll see how long it lasts, but we had a dungeon night on Friday. We did. Yeah, so it was basically your brainchild, right, Slide? And you put it on the calendar, and people really enjoyed it. Like, at one point we had, what was it, four or five different Mythic Plus groups running at once? That don't happen on, on these side of the tracks. <laughs> and all varieties of levels, too. There were some big boys... There were some nines, there were some fives. I saw some spicy mythic zeros going on that was, as I logged that off. That was my group. Um, 
at, at one point it kind of felt like we were uh traders on the set market floor posting guild chat we need one dps one dps one deep one one healer one healer one healer one dps and we're like wait guys we're all in groups there's literally nobody <laughs> that could help and then someone logs on and like you come with us immediately yeah, because it was at any given, it was like twenty six people online, and then it's like we have five groups of five. So literally, there's one person who is like level thirty who's new to the guild that's just leveling. It's like, quick, level up, get get here. We can do a zero. We can level you through it. <laughs> buy a boost. Buy a boost. Get it here. You don't need a covenant. Yeah. So the group that I mostly ran with was we had um, new healer and new DPS, a warlock, in the other group. I don't remember their name. Tristan and something. And we just took them through their first ever Mythics. They'd never been in Mythics before. I was tanking for some of these. And it was cool. They went from a zero to a two to like a six. And then we did a nine. And then someone laughed and they were like, well, we got our four in. Do you want to keep going? And I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. And so they got, we got like a 14 on their first ever night of doing Mythics ever. Not even doing mythics. You said it was their first time seeing any of these dungeons, really, right? I think it was on no, it was mythics. They had seen them on heroic and normal, but like again, it's not really seeing them, I guess. Yeah. So that it was just a really fun night I had overall, and most of my night I was um playing on my hunter, getting to DPS, which was fun. But I later realized that for some reason, this entire night, I wasn't wearing a legendary. I don't know how this happened, but. I was just wearing a normal cape, and my legendary was just chilling in my bag, not doing anything. Which makes it even funnier, because on Mondays, we also mean we also raid with the Catalina Line Mixer <laughs> guild group that Shiroot started. They have, like, an alt raid, and so we just, like, we we bring our, our little boys over there to get gear. And this man raided on his hunter in Heroic without a legendary. How embarrassing. Oh my goodness! I, I can't didn't do believe too it. Poorly, honestly. Are you sure you really? Are you sure you really want that recorded? You know, people listen to this. <laughs> I don't want them thinking less of you. <laughs> they can think less of my hunter DPS. That's fine. It'll keep their expectations realistic. But speaking of legendaries, Aaron, you have a new one that you're well, an old one. Well, it's back. Yeah, it's <laughs> my former lover, uh, <laughs> the Fire King's Blessing. According to all of the hip, cool websites, uh, it's back in vogue. The Sun King's Blessing, Fire King's Blessing, has come back, and like every poisonous ex, he's out here claiming that he's changed. But I think he's actually changed for the better this time. So how is it different? This is the one where you would have to hard cast like your long like spell that takes like five episodes of our podcast to cast right yes it is so it used to be after i believe it was 14 instant pyroblast cast which that's like the big damaging ability when you heat up you try and get two critical strikes in a row so you can instant cast a pyroblast but it used to be after 14 of them you would hard cast the 15th one and it would give you combustion. So like the big DPS thing for like four seconds, I think. Now they have reduced the amount that you have to do and increase the combustion rate. So now it is just seven. You do seven instant cast one and you hard cast the eighth one. And then I think you get combustion for like 
six seconds or seven seconds. So it's just an all-around buff to this legendary in both ways. Yes, yes, because I don't know if there was like a they were like there's a Kalthos guy or Kalthos is in the expansion. We should give his dad's legendary more heat, literally. So it's the thing to do, and I have it. And it took me a day or two. It took me doing our hard mode Tazavesh to like remember that it was there. But I got used to it yesterday, and it's pretty neat. Nice. That said, there's a bunch of things where you constantly have to move, and those are no good for Sun King's Blessing. Sometimes it's like, okay, I know this attack. <laughs> this debuff takes four seconds to hit me. I have 3.4 seconds, so let's go. Yeah, I was thinking about that, because like some fights are just really mean to hard-casting a Pyroblast. <laughs> and also, I forgot to say... When you when you do the 14, so it's a 30-second timer for you to get 1 through 7. Like, each time you get 1, it resets for 30 seconds. The final one, you have 10 seconds that just tick down. You need to hard cast a Pyroblast, which takes 4 seconds. So there are times where I'm like, finally, I'm in the perfect spot! And I see I only have 3, and I'm like, never mind. Wait, I, f- I feel like that one should also give you 30 seconds, like all the other ones. No, I don't know why, but it's it's like 10. You, I don't know if you have weak auras, but there's got to be like a cool like weak aura for this. You know something like an awesome like casino, like jackpot slide machine kind of thing. Slot machine. Yeah. It, the, the main thing I need is just something that shows me the numbers more. Like put a number hovering in the middle of my screen. Because as it yeah. is, it's just a buff. So, like, I'll be fighting, and then I have to direct myself to the very upper right of my screen to be like, what's my number? And then I'll, I'll see I'll see. there's, like, a big fireball icon. I'm like, oh, fuck. Hold on, everyone. Yeah. Uh, after this, download weak auras. I'm going to find a weak aura that, that will show it for you because, man, there's some great ones out there. Yeah. It, like, there probably is one because my legendary is kind of similar. I have to hard cast four flash heals and then i have like 20 seconds of the buff where after that my all my slow heals move really fast and do a lot of extra healing and is that why is that why you flash heal a lot at the beginning of fights (laughs) before we actually do anything i wonder and i was like is he just getting his finger ready no so like before the pool i flash heal five times real quick and then eat the feast again so i get my mana back and then i have 20 seconds of my strong heals before i have to refresh my Flash heal. So I have a weak aura that glows in the middle of my screen, and it says, like, you have five stacks of this, and you have, like, ten seconds until you have to recast it. I just thought you were neurotic. I was, I, I was, mean... like, I was like, I don't know, maybe he's just, like, trying to show that he's bored, so he loses all his mana. You know, it's just a little bit of a handicap for all the other healers. You know, I like to start the fight with about 85% mana. So I started to Google Sun Kings to get you the weak aura. Sun King's Blessing Weak Aura is the second result to come up when I just type in Sun King's. Third is Sun King's I, Disc Golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to do afterwards. Oh, man, we got to go to the Sun King's Disc Golf Pro Shop in Pasco County, Florida. 9228 Denton Avenue, Hudson, Florida. Check it out, everybody. They sponsor us now. Which mythic group did you end up having? I know I started with you, Aaron, then it was my mythic group was fourth 
host of the podcast, Your Monkey, uh, disgraced host of the podcast, Suli. <laughs> um, ah, I feel so shitty. I forgot the Minnie. fourth Minnie was person. There. Yes, Min- Minnie was our tank. And then we had Raj. And you know what? It was it was good. Uh, Rosh had not done a lot of mythics, and he like, was Rosh like, just Yurka. returned to the game after like being gone for what, like eight months. So he's like, <laughs> he, like yeah, ac- he like was trying to do Torghast to try to get Solas for his legendary, and he accidentally <laughs> did Twisting Corridors and said, and he's like, when do I get my Solas after after this? And he's like, and we're like at the end, and he's like, but I'm on floor thirteen, and we're like. Wait, are you doing Twisting Corridors? And we told him, we're like, that one doesn't give soul ass. It doesn't give renown. It's just for an achievement. And all, you people could call it headassery. People could call it bravado. He said, I'm getting to the end. So for <laughs> the next 45 minutes, he live telecasted his adventures. <laughs> On his final life, he made it to the end. And he goes, I didn't get anything. And we said, yep. You did not get any. I was okay. Well, first, first off, he made it so many floors in, and then he said he was on the final boss, and then he says I died, and I was like, "You did what? You died?" Because lives are still a thing in Twisting Corridors, so I thought he was done. He was on life zero, I guess. Whatever. But get this: apparently, he did get something. He got a single renown. So all you renowned hunters out there, if you don't want to do easier things like battlegrounds or regular dungeons, you can do how many floors is it? 12? 16? Oh, fucking 18, 18, I think. 18. Two plus hours of content when you could uh, just do like a daily for 30 minutes, least, 20 at minutes. At least you even. get a renown, I guess. <laughs> it's the least they can fucking give you for that. I still haven't like ever gone back to Twisting Corridors. I think I've only done it once. But yeah, it uh we did well in our group. We were running nines all night. And then at the very end, I was like, thanks guys, I'm gonna get my cool epic prize. And it was the exact offhand I was already using that has now been replaced, but it's the camaraderie was what I was really there for. Yeah, and people are saying that they're down to do it again this week, and I feel like one of the main reasons why a lot of people were wanting to do it is also because, like, I don't think we straight up said this, we have all alluded to it, but last week there was also the do four Mythic Dungeons and get a heroic Asadi's piece of gear. Hell fucking yeah, and my gear also sucked, I'm pretty sure. On my main it did, but I also did this on, like, three or four alts, so I had... You know, my my recent 60 Paladin did it and got, like, a 40 eye-level upgrade or something like that. But it was good times, great eats, good gear, Great Lakes Crossing. I did it, actually. I did this weekly on four characters. Uh, and one of them was my Frost Mage, Deoxy Rivos, the 187 Gnome, who they took it to a fucking level 9. I don't know why, honestly. Like... He's like the healer was doing more damage than you. I think I was that was some my like was I on garage like I was healing. First of all, you were convoking on purpose to beat me. Second of all, it wasn't every fight. Some fights I beat you. Thank you very much. You're right. Just overall, maybe. Yeah, it still beat you. But um, and it reminded me, man, I really don't like range classes. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to melee. <laughs> 
I think maybe you found your main 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 then. We'll say that now, but I'll be playing a Holy Priest next time. Wow, okay. I'll be playing a Feral Druid then. You could never. What is it about range that you find so egregious? It's just like I'm not free to do what I want. So many mechanics to make me stop having to do what I'm doing instead of me just being able to run in circles and still hit them. You know, I feel the exact opposite way. When I'm up in melee, I feel like everything is harder to dodge and my camera gets weird. And when I'm far away, like, it's super easy to dodge things. Yeah, but you gotta cast off. Just, like, just... And and being a Pharaoh Druid, the fastest fucking class, like, there is in, like, regular combat, I'm just running over mechanics. So... Things have been a little light this week as far as correspondence, but we do have something from our good friend, Gur Lerner. Gur sends us another construct mail email here and just wants everyone to know he's a lover, not a fighter. Kept it short and simple this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm still happy for them and uh, their successful date that we... Dressed him to the nines for us, so good for girl. There's a lot of power in a beret. I think that proves that this time. And as far as other correspondence, uh, I just want to bring to attention because I feel like <laughs> I I want them to weigh in if they're trying to send me a secret message. Uh, I've been getting contacted by a lovely individual named Fukake <laughs> over the past week. They've sent me probably four, five in-game mails with just gray items, just garbage items. And I'm so sorry, Fukake. This is your official uh, recognition. If it means something, please, please let me know. Thank you for writing into me, but I, I just don't get it. I did sell the items. I'm so sorry. So I, I have a cool 10 gold if you want that back. I am... Waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> How many days in a row is this now, Aaron? Uh, probably a good four or five. Fukake has sent me some mail early in the morning that's just uh, like 18 silver worth of items. I mean, eventually that'll add up to some gold. Yeah, he does. He has funded one gear repair. So thank you for that. That's actually not insignificant, though. That's pretty good. But speaking of correspondence, also something kind of monumental that happened this week is we started our official Do Not Relent Discord. So if you guys wanted to join that and hang out with us, uh, a few of you already have. The DN Army is forming there. You can find the link best on our Twitter. We will post that in the bio it's also like the most recent tweet so there's you know, it's also going to be in the podcast description so you can just go to the show notes that no one ever checks you can click on that one check it for once and join the discord from that link like a, uh, a rat king of medieval england we have come up from the sewers of everyone else's discord wrapped our tails around each other and have formed a new scary solid mass Come on over. Yeah, I've, I've made the make one for a while. I'm just lazy. And I'm like, we're in other discords. It's fine. And I'm like, we're in too many other discords talking about too many other stuff. So let's put it all into one. <laughs> Where we can hold all of our Hey Arnold discussion about why was Lila so into Arnie, Arnold's cousin? What was the reason behind that? You know what I mean? 
those answers and more are in the Discord. Because I will say our most uh, chatted up thread right now is our Hey Arnold discussion oh, with, thread. Oh, without so. a doubt. <laughs> Which is on brand for us. We are a Hey Arnold podcast, as we've established many, many a time. Just make sure you save that last can of beans for your daughter, because you never know when you're going to split it for dinner. There's a cat on our desk. Yeah, Miss Illyria is here on my desk right now. She's like, we're talking about ferals? I used to be a feral cat in the barns of Iowa. I used to eat trash. Iowan trash. Like, insert name of sports star from Iowa to get local laugh. <laughs> like, like, like how, like how wrestlers always go like, yeah, I was visiting local restaurant. I think it stinks. And everyone's like, boo. Is that you? He doesn't know. CM Punk, is that you? Don't smoke cigarettes, kids. They hurt you. You know what I'm most mad about? CM Punk paired with an ice cream shop that we hate, that we absolutely do not like because it's still overpriced ice cream. And he gave them $40,000 to make him 1,400 ice cream bars. Yeah, but also that was something that happened during our dungeon night. Uh, CM Punk came out of wrestling retirement to join AEW. Well, I don't know if he was ever officially retired, but how long have it been? Like eight years? That's how long I want to be retired for. Eight years. Isn't that right, Growlina? (laughs) Darn tootin'. Well, howdy there, friends and fans. Growlina here to whisper sweet nothings into your ear as the boys prepare part two of the show. I'm here today with Maroke, wondering why we suddenly need to get new material for the Rune Carver. Yeah, honestly, why do we need to get new Soul Ash for him? Was our old Ash not good enough or something? You know what I think it is? Shoot away, Mur. I think after he escaped his prison, he got really fancy, lol. Started thinking our old Ash was lower class stuff, and he needed new fancy Ash to satisfy his new lifestyle. Ooh, so he's a bougie bitch now, and doesn't want that old jewelry you used to get him for his birthday. (laughs) Exactly! Now he wants that exclusive Ash, and some fancy cinders. Well, I can assure you of this. As soon as I learn how to counterfeit this shit, I can finally start living again. Well, <laughs> Well, until that glorious day, I've been Growlina, and here's your segue into part two. Thanks, Growl. That gave me just enough time to clean out my keyboard. <laughs> so is it clean or? Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I haven't tested every single button because I don't know what ends this recording accidentally. But it seems to be fine. Knock on very smelly desk. Ugh. Speaking of very smelly desks. I have a mini DNR book club from the newest Shadowlands book. What, uh, what's it called? The Grimoire of the Shadowlands, I believe. 
and beyond. <laughs> yeah, come on, stop, <laughs> stop limiting yourself, immune. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've like it's very like hypocritical of me to forget about the beyond, because that, that that's like everything. It's not just the Shadowlands, obviously. So I feel like not a lot of people are talking about this because everyone's talking about Blizzard allegedly shredding documents in HR. But this is some paper that's actually worth looking at. Wait, that makes it sound like they shredded it on purpose. Uh, the the HR documents were also worth looking at for the right. lawsuit. Yeah, that's what it... <laughs> but Blizzard said it it's going to be less of a hassle to just pay a lot of sketchy money. So that's what they did. The Wyatt article made it sound like the documents that were shredded weren't shredded because of the legality they were trying to hide. It sounded like it was just HR accidentally shredding documents that were supposed to be retained for two years, but instead shredded it after 30 days, which is still a federal violation. So you're saying that this is instead of them being incompetent and wanting to ruin a like the, a lawsuit investigation, it's just them being incredibly incompetent. That's what it sounds like from the analysis that I read, which is actually kind of funnier. <laughs> like <laughs> Fran was just absentmindedly feeding them into the shredder while she was working on the perfect clapback to return to Twitter. She said, oh, "I'm gonna get those kids." She's not coming back. There's no way. It's just like CM Punk? Oh, you're right, though. Retire it. Eight years from now, Fran will be back at Blizzard. But I've been skimming this book before going to bed sometimes, very slowly reading it. Because, like, it's written like a, like a robot read it. Read it. Like a robot wrote it. Because it's from a broker. And so, like, their perspective is so funny. And the first chapter, you could call it, I guess, is all about rights of, like, death passages for different races on Azeroth, which is weird because they're all Azeroth races. No, like, Blimblorb from Void Planet 5. So, that is interesting to me that this grimoire that they have is only about Azeroth, because supposedly they have knowledge of beyond just Azeroth, so maybe we'll get to that eventually. I mean, to be fair... They actually had it, but they shredded it accidentally. I mean, I am also on page 18. There's, like... <laughs> Uh, about 150 pages more to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I mostly just want to talk about this one Torin uh, funeral ritual that the broker was talking about. And so the way that the broker is going about this is he's finding people in the Shadowlands who used to be a Torin or used to be a human. You know what I mean? To find out, like, what how, how did you celebrate death? And he also, like, laughs at them, like, imagine death being so integral to your life when you can just never die like me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow, that's kind of rude. Yeah, douche alert. Am I right, fellas? He, like, makes fun of, like, druids. Like, oh, yeah, they grow grass around them when they die. <laughs> like, what the fuck's even a tree? Like, he, he literally, he's, he's, he says that. He's like, a tree. He's <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but so the Torin, basically, the broker met with the Torin, who was a, a bondmate of a famed tribal leader. And she agreed to share her story without need of compensation, a bargain that I accepted. And her name was Tamala. And Tamala's life was ended by an incurable illness, but her spirit remained in the mortal world to keep watch over her living partner and their son. Now, who could Tamala's be? I don't know. You tell us. Is this, is this Bane's mother? It's Mama Bane. This is apparently, which I don't know, people who played Warcraft 3 was Tamala actually a character, but it's basically her perspective of like 
Torin's rituals. And then, apparently, I guess what's currently happening is Tamala, Tamala was watching over both Bane and Cairn. And when Cairn died, Bane's dad, Cairn basically, like, met Tamala and was like, oh, hey, you're still here? And she's like, yeah, I'm still here. I was waiting for you, too. And he was like, all right, you go to the Shadowlands. You can pass. You basically, you pass on. And I'll sit here and I'll watch Bane like how you watched me and watched Bane. So apparently Karen hasn't crossed over into the Shadowlands yet. I guess let's, I guess we're doing the unfinished business ghost rules in the Shadowlands, the Casper style rules, mm. where if you have unfinished business, you can willingly stay back and watch over whoever you want to. So is this like the lore behind why our player characters can run back to our bodies? Is that where he Karen currently is? He's like in that realm where he's just like running around his body trying he's like circling around Bane like I still I'm still watching over you. He's just like slash slapping, slash spitting on him this whole time. He's like, I gotta get my slash spit on before they take it away from me. You know he's <laughs> you know he's pretty pissed right now because where's Bane been? He was the first person we fixed and he's just been sitting on the ground for months like at least I don't know get up and say something you're not in any of the cutscenes Bane come on remember when the jailer dropped you and you deposed into the ground what was that? Son I gave up my entire afterlife to be here with you and you just got blown chunks on the floor get up do something I wish I could be in the Eternal planes with my wife Tamali. What? I'm over here looking at you. I knew this shit was gonna be this boring. I'm gonna let you in the end. I'm only here because I promised your mother I'd be here. Can you do, can you go discover your uncle so he can take over? <laughs> He's like waiting. Come on. Did my brother just die so he can do this instead of me? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm gonna be there. Moment one, like, oh, it's your great destiny. Look over your nephew. Fucking bar! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch demolish Rick Jane. <laughs> but okay, but the broker is also like shitting on like all their like religious rites and ceremonies at the same time. Like if the broker if the broker published his book in like current day America, he'd be cancelled so hard. He's like, uh, the Torn insists that the sacred nature of their red rocks enables souls to cross the veil and interact with the living for a short duration of time. Investigation into this phenomenon has resulted in little tangible evidence as to the veracity of these claims. I do not think this is true, and while I do not find this race to be inherently skilled at deception... I cannot rule out the possibility that they are susceptible to mass delusion. It's like, whoa. <laughs> this guy has put on his big ghostly fedora and he has logged into r slash atheists and is just <laughs> writing up a post. They believe in a sun god. <laughs> Talk about delusional. Idiots. It's me, Incel. <laughs> Of Clan Een. Oh my god. <laughs> that reminds me though. One of the funniest parts of when we were doing hard mode Tazavesh was that when you put on the necklace and disguise yourself as a broker, you get these fake broker names. Like, um, what was, um, 
one the, the, of the, mine. The, there's lie ear. <laughs> oh, I think I was fall alls. I was to lie. <laughs> the best one was um ah oh, what was it? Not fraudulent. It was uh fogery. Fogery. So egregious. Anyway, this is about as far as I read into the book. Um, I've been skipping, like, just looking ahead as of, like, just now. But, like, there's a thing on, like, Orbos existing, like, where it came from. A section on the broker specifically. I just turned to one page. It says Wild Gods, Loa, and the Emerald Dream. And it's a cute little kitty and a mongoose and a bird doing circles around a chipmunk. I'm sorry. Is that that fucker slammed in? The mongoose. F- uh, fucking, I hope. You slankin' would. Who he would. He'd be like, oh no, they glued oh. me to the lily pad. You have to help me. And then, like, as soon as you free him, he goes and mercs a squirrel. One of your tea party people. Not yeah, even. This is Chufa's friend. <laughs> yeah, this is. You, you want to invite Chufa, but Chufa's like, ugh, my mom told me to take care of Slankin'. And you go to Slankin', he was like, oh, I got sticky sap on my feet. <laughs> Do a platforming puzzle for me, please. Ugh. This podcast is officially anti-Slankin. I like Slankin. I thought he was cute in the picture I saw. That's that's all I have for the book. I, I, I'll read more, but, like, there's so much to go through here that, like, this shit's gonna be, like, dang, let me tell ya. Well, while we were touching on a little bit of Night Face shit, are you excited, Slide, about how in 9.1.5 you are getting, well, not only as a Night Face, but also as a Druid, you're getting new travel forms, you're getting new soul shapes, you're getting new critter shapes? I don't know what the fuck a critter shape is, maybe you can tell me. No, I'm not excited. I think I'm gonna play my mage. Okay. We get new yeah. particle effects. <laughs> you, you you love casters, don't you? Just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's super hype. Um, We're getting new shapes. So critter, sh- what critter shape is? It's going to be an option. So, soul shape, you know, two minute cooldown when you use it, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, five seconds. I don't fucking know how long it is. I don't need to use it. I'm a, I'm fast. I'm feral. Basically, how I use it as a single blink, and then I'm back in the cat form. <laughs> it was actually really funny because I can go so much farther with it. Soul shape, if you use it in a rested area, you don't have a cooldown on it. So, like, I can be soul shape the entirety of being in Oribos. Like, unless I turn it off. Critter shape basically allows you to become one of those, like a chufa, like a little chufa shaped critter if you're in a rusted area. You can't do it in the rest of the world, but like I can choose like a chipmunk if I wanted to, like in Orbos. I'm assuming that means an extra spell I'm going to be getting, which is kind of annoying because my bars are really filled, but. But it also sounds like it's something that you won't be using in encounters anyways, so it's probably just like a cool toy button you'd have over to the side. What I'm really excited for is that fucking random soul shape button. That's gonna be dope as hell. Ooh, that sounds fun. Also, quick side note. Can we talk about how some of these soul shapes are fucking huge? Like the dragon one you get for defeating Denathrius. And then, like, I was really hyped to get the yak one, but the yak is just, like, a little tiny baby yak. It's smaller than, like, the, like, original soul shape of, like, the fox that you get. It's, like, the, it's like a baby yak, and I actually love it for that reason. That's why I'm keeping it on right now. <laughs> no, I went back to the OG, like, fox shape on my hunter just because some of them are too big. It's a little awkward to move around, and I don't know. I just feel like they look weird sometimes. I like it when it's big because it intimidates the enemies. Here comes a hippo coming at you. And then it's just a little kitty cat. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. I'm, I'm excited because I have soul shapes that I don't use that I've collected because I'm like, 
you were you really want me to dedicate myself 100% to being like like a fucking rabbit like why would I do that but if you give it to me for like you know once every whenever hell yeah I'll do that all the time the druid forms I'm really curious how this is gonna work because I think this is travel forms right so my current thinking is that they're just gonna take all the soul shapes or not all of them but some of the soul shapes and just take away the blue filter and give you that as an option. So, like, I don't see why I couldn't be a cobra. Or why I couldn't be... A, a spider seems kind of too much for a druid. You know what I mean? So, probably not a spider. Is the cobra large? Or is it just like, get ready, gang, and then you're like a little sneaky snake? I haven't seen the cobra yet, so I have no idea. I think it's kind of medium-sized, though. I think I think that'd be great if you were just like, okay, going travel form, and then you were like an actual critter mob size. Yeah, I, I also don't know. I haven't seen the first off. I haven't seen the cobra. Second off, I'm not 100 percent sure what they mean by these diff- additional travel forms. Are they just updating them, or are we getting like new horses and things? Like I know that how like you have the the doe one that I think is ugly, but like maybe they'd add other customizations to that, so you could maybe use like the stag form. Maybe you can. Because you can play as the gay deer. I think they just realized, listen, they can be deer or they can be cheetah. Why is that literally the only two animals they can shift into? Let's fucking spice it up after how many years? Like, why Why is it even deer? Because deer run fast? Like, dumb. I want a monkey soul shape. And that'd be, or, sorry, true form. Give me a good old Sukulu gorilla. How scary would that be coming at you? That'd be terrifying. What if you got a bananas? No, what no, if it just no, you no. Nobody uses bananas. I still can't disprove that. No one uses him because you'll become him. It's a, it's a curse. Um, also, we're getting new customization options for Lightforge, Drain Eye, and the other one no one cares about. Uh, Void Elves. Oh, well, yes, right? Void Elves and Nightborn. Yeah, they're getting them. Well, they're all well, getting them. I, yes. I don't know, and I'm, I've always made my stance clear. They're like, new options for Void Elf, which is just High Elf. Like, it has never been expanded upon, like, the six of you who actually like Void Elves, here's more stuff. It's just like, oh, no, you can be white now, and then now also your hair can be blonde. I mean, personally, I'm cool with this because my mage, I want to be as close to being a High Elf as possible, so... That's cool, and I feel like a lot of RP people will be happy about this. I see where you're coming from, though. In general, I feel like the concept of Void Elf as an allied race is a little weird, especially since in lore, what, there's like three of them, maybe? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, I feel bad for, like, Veronica Void Elf, the person who made them back in BFA, who was just like, I think this is an interesting enough concept, and then after a couple months, it's like, sorry, Veronica, we tried it. Uh, they'll still technically be in the game, but we will never expand upon this idea. Oh, poor V-Velf. That sounds about right. It's what they always... Like, I mean, I guess what would they do? I guess give them more tentacles? More spooky purple hair options? I mean, yeah, just no more hairstyles, tattoos, like, just silly things like that. But, like, they just haven't. The, the void aspect of them has just been abandoned to be like, okay, we get it. They're just high elves. You just want blue-eyed blood elves. 
I will say, though, I am very excited for the Lightforge Draenei customizations, because I always did think it was really, really weird that, like, on my main and normal Draenei, I have more customization options than on my, like, allied race Lightforge, which is supposedly a newer race, you know? Like, I feel like all the newer races generally have a little bit more customization. They're just finally bringing them up to speed, because they didn't do it the first time. (laughs) Womp womp. Yeah, I've I have nothing to say as far as the other ones. Um Void Elf was the only one I had opinion on. I mean I'm glad for the people who choose to play those that there's there's stuff to do. Another interesting maybe thing that is happening during a nine point one point five that they announced is that we will be able to solo queue for islands. I at first was like, oh okay, whatever. But then I realized I'm literally like 50 doubloons away from getting the little parrot bird so i'm happy about this and it's it's old content but it's additional content to do if we're ever starved for something to do and i know there's a million mounts and pets and transmog that i still need so i'm down to clown hilarious because i'm the same way but if you think about that that's three of us that's all we've ever needed to run the islands in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That, yeah, you're on to something. We could have done this whenever. <laughs> we often play at the same time. We could have done this whenever the hell yeah, there's really, <laughs> if we wanted to. There's really nothing that's been holding us Just back. The, I mean, that now we're like, hmm, that could solo it. Do y'all want to come with me? <laughs> and, like, we don't really have a set date for 9.1.5. They haven't said anything about that. This is the first time that we're actually getting confirmation about what is going to be in the half patch. But somebody did the math, and I guess we are going to get the 80 renowned cap the week of October 19th. So I assume it will be after that. October, it feels like such a long ways away. We, 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 we did a 17 in time. So we have until then to do our 20s to get our, like, we could totally do that. No, we have beyond that to get our 20s because that's not, like, a new season. I feel like the new season would be 9.2. Yeah. Wait, well, no, hold up, no. A 9.1 could come out, no, okay, no, never mind. 1.5 could come out during this renown cap. That's true. It's just that we don't have a date yet, so I'm saying, like, that's the... That's a date that people calculated. So just to gauge it, like that is when we would be out of renown. So I feel like it'd probably be then or before then, right? Is that what it would definitely be before then? Once that 80 renown runs out, that's 9.2, baby. That's not 9.15. I'm going to guess 1.5 is going to come out in a month. Three to four weeks, we're going to have 9.1.5. If October is the end of renown 80, then cut that time in half, and that's when we're going to have uh, our shit. I mean, it's not really in half, but like it's a little bit before that, you know? Slide Whistle is out here. He's holding the bat. He's pointing towards the stands. He said episode 144 will be the 9.1.5 special when we all race change to High Elves. <sighs> yeah, baby. Blaze it. Also, damn, episode 140, guys. I feel like whenever I get drunk, I'm like, yeah, like, wow, episode 140. 
But then I say that like every 10 episodes. It's funny. Aaron said 144, and I was like, we already had that episode. What's he talking about? So for me, it's the opposite. I feel like we've been doing this longer than 140 episodes. (laughs) I mean, technically we have, since we have like many bonus episodes thrown in there as well. Oh, we have to do our bonus episode for the lost one still, don't we? The boards have been clamoring for it. We've gotten one to two requests for it. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot medium moot of the week. Aaron, what you got? I have a tip top toot this week. Toot. Toot. And my top toot are all of my friends and guildmates who have single-handedly forwarded my career by leagues this week. I... Got very few items in hard mode Tazavesh or in raid, but just about everyone got things. And then I either pressured or <laughs> had them pity me to give them to me. So I got new. Actually, I made my hands. That's on me. That's on me. I made those hands, but got new hands, got a new neck, got new head, got a new staff, all lovingly donated by viewers like you. Wow, you you got some head and you got your staff enhanced? It's kind of impressive. <laughs> Where's your pussy and your crack? <laughs> I'll be getting those tonight after we defeat Guardian. Okay. I'm going to make Lynn give it to me. <laughs> give, give me your pussy, All Lynn. your shots. Oh, God. It's fine. He has a cat form. Yeah, he, he, he does, has a cat yeah. form. That's what we were referring to, everyone. But immunization, what is your TTBBMM? Okay, so I have a combination top two, bottom boot, as is normal here, but I'm just going to quickly slide in here and say my top two obviously is getting Keystone Master way leagues earlier than last season. Last season, it was in the twilight hours of the season, like literally like less than a few weeks away from the new season is when we got it last time, so I'm proud of us. Um, I feel like they are pretty easy right now, especially after last week. So, like, it was such a good push week. It was easy as fuck. But that said, my other bottom boot is that just now, for the first time, I'm feeling annoyed by the system of having to do Torghast on all my alts if I want to actually create a legendary, which is like if you want to do anything max level content wise. Like, I just don't want to have to do that again and again for every alt I want to do. And then I think what really disheartened me was that now all the Night Fae BM Hunters are crafting a new legendary, and I just sent over my Solas at the end of last patch to craft a new legendary for him. I'm just tired of it. I like Torghast on different characters because you get abilities you don't normally get to see. I know, but like on a fresh level 60, you can't do like your rank 12 Torghasts. Jump. Well, yeah, can may- you? Maybe, maybe Wait, try on, harder. Have you thought about getting some Moskals or paying for Torghast runs from me, Big Moskalman? Where do you think uh, all of Wigglestein's money is gone? I pay people to take me through Torghast 100k ahead just so I can get that one where, like, the punch zooms into the enemy. That shit's like crack. I love that. <laughs> 
But yeah, maybe I do need to just get on those carried runs. I need to talk to Mr. Muscles over there. Speaking of Mr. Muscles, what is your TTBVMM? Well, my my top two would obviously be Kiso Master, but he said that and that's boring. So not even going to talk about that again. I have probably one of the truest medium moots to ever bless this podcast ever. Come on, medium. The most mediocre any event could ever be. Please tell. Mediocre. I was gonna Squid say that. word tortellini. Anyway, um, so well, currently my weapon is a two thirty nine eye of the jailer, beautiful agility pole arm that turns me into a large, shrieking metal moss worn woman. I think it's from the nine, but okay, you're talking about yeah, the yeah. nine, whatever. It comes from one of the first three bosses. They're so inconsequential to me, I don't even remember their order. So yes, you have Yacht. Yachtengear, Spear of Destiny? Is that what the subtitle is? Something like that. I just really love whenever anybody mentions it, like copying it and posting like the Thunder Fury meme. And I'm like, did somebody say Yachtengear? destiny's call or whatever just because i think it's such a stupid name it's like the same very much so the same energy as thunder Fury. very much so but i i love this thing it turns me into a giant screaming metal monster woman it matches with my other three minute cooldown because it's an honest weapon i don't have to use the cube trinket it's so good and it's fun to walk around in here clink 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 whenever i move with this big metal suit of armor so my vault this week because i did so many mythic pluses that were 15s, 70s 18s whatever I got a 252 pole axe from Spires of Ascension. And from what my research has told me, my research said nothing will beat Yacht except another Yacht. Except for this one weapon that I just got. So this weapon... Weird. Is it? Is it a magic weapon too? Or just like, it's so beefed, It's just bro. so beefed. It's a mastery verse... Polax, which first isn't even that good for me, but the mastery is so good. And the main stance so good. Because the thing with Yacht is that it doesn't have any secondary stats. Nothing. So that's probably why. But so now, I literally, like, it was a 100 DPS upgrade to take the staff. I almost didn't take it. Because I love so much. You use it, lightning comes from the sky. You go, wah like a micro woman and you just start hitting it so hard and you're so cool looking and you're so tall big old wings and like for once in my life i was like i'm gonna choose the cosmetic option and take a dps loss on this this is so cool except i didn't i'm a coward and i took the dps upgrade because why wouldn't i oh no but it feels Wait, feels so bad. You can't. You're not an. You're not an angel anymore. I'm no anymore? longer a fallen angel. I'm just a regular cat for the rest of existence until I kill the nine on mythic and get a two fifty two weapon, which won't happen until like the last day of the expansion, probably with my luck. I think the first three bosses are easy enough that we will be able to clear them. I think there will be a day when you get your yacht back. And, like, that's so funny to say because then, like, when I say that, I picture you just, like, on a giant boat. <laughs> I am rich. <laughs> but, but, I'm sorry. I also missed another part that made it medium. Everyone's like, oh, no, a DPS upgrade. I have to re, I have to put back on my eye level 207 cube. The Unsquantable 
quantum device, inscrutable quantum device, because it's such a DBS upgrade. I'm wearing a 207 trinket. I can't upgrade it. I have not had a cube drop for me since this one dropped at like the beginning of 9.0. Yeah, so this is last season that you can't upgrade. That's like uh, I just can't even. It's it just it feels bad having to use a really old trinket with this non-fun weapon. It's like I used to have fun, and now I'm just back to being a mean old cat. That's how I feel about my eyeball. Granted, like it's an upgrade over the previous thing, but I don't like my. I'm sorry, not my eyeball. My sphere that I look into and it hurts me. Say. I'm just like I. I got so used to not using this thing, and I have to use it again. And it hurts me. Yeah, I saw a meme get that trinket, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this thing, but I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, it's still in my bank right now because I have my other two best in slot trinkets. I have a max level changeling and a max level the crystal from a theater of pain that you use, and it gives you crit. So I don't need to use that, but that. Um, one that hurts you and then gives you mastery or whatever it is. That's my technically third or fourth best in slot. So I could also probably use that one. I m- I miss my little bag full of creatures from <laughs> from top. Oh, it hasn't been viable in forever, but I still miss him. I've I've been keeping things that I like in my void storage, like old items that I remember well. I I have my OG file in the in the what's it called the soul bank the soul the soul sphere the spirit the game sphere the spank bank <laughs> spherical <laughs> what's it called void storage yeah, void <laughs> the spank bank I'm talking about the spank bank yeah I have items in there that I'm like I remember when I used you in my days of Emerald Nightmare raiding I'll keep you in here to look straight at. up I. <laughs> I still have the little spaceship from Antorus. I couldn't Ooh, get rid of it. that's a fun it. one. I was just like, I was like, that, that's just so rad. So you don't use a bank. So is this just in your bag then? No, I have a bank. Wait, what do you mean you use a bank? You don't use a bank, Aaron? I'm well, joking, I, I don't, but like, I don't not use really. a bank for, uh, what's it called? For like potion materials. But I have a bank for like old items or legendaries from Legion. Oh yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was like, you don't just keep vials in your bank? I mean, to be fair, I also keep things in my bank, like like lettuce that I need to make food, but then I often run out of lettuce, and I'm like, I'll get it later. And then I don't. Then I'm out of lettuce. So put vials in your bank. <laughs> it was the message of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the bookend of today's episode. <laughs> put vials in your bank. In your reagent bank, you put, though, you, right? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Put in your bank. Who cares where they go? I know, but like, if you want to craft like an Orbos away from your bank, does it pull from your bank bank? Yeah, it pull from your bank bank moon moon. Oh, I thought you needed to put all your things in your reagent bank for them to okay. pull from. Well, okay, as far as... You know what? I don't know anymore now. Now you're making me doubt it. You, as you, far as okay, I know, it doesn't matter. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I don't think it matters. Also, because the, the other day when I paid for something with a bunch of anima... I was like, wow, I had 9,000 on me. And then I looked, and all of the anima I was keeping in my bank was gone. Wait, wait, so wait, I think wait, 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 wait. It pulls from anywhere. What? Well, Aaron hit anima cap, so he had to start putting it in but his bank. It shouldn't pull from your bank anima. That's just like fake anima. It There's did. no way. What? It did. I wish I, I wish I could have shown you, but I had, if there's four, like four, I had like 30 things of anima. And then I bought my thing, turned in 9,000 of it. And when I checked, I only had like seven. That's crazy. I didn't know it did that. And that's 
I mean, like, that's groundbreaking for, like, the animal rich. Like, everybody, you hear that? <laughs> Take advantage of the situation. Store anima in your bank. Also, if you didn't know, you can change your soul binds to the tome. This is a PSA to you out there. The last viewer listening to this episode at the very end of the episode. So just me? Yeah, just just Aaron. Um, Aaron, this is for you. Wow, All thanks. right, with that, we're out of here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, uh, send them to do not at gmail.com. Send me emails at navaracoffin at gmail.com. N-A-V-A-R-R-A coffin at gmail. What's <laughs> What about you guys? We're going to invite you on the internet. You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. Join our podcast Discord. As we said earlier, you can find the link to that in the show notes or on our podcast Twitter. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy at Twitter.com. You can read our literary musings at DoNotRelent.LiveJournal.com. And you can find me streaming occasionally at Twitch.tv slash AaronDNR. More than likely, by the time you're hearing this, I'm gearing up for my Twitch Iron Man Challenge. I've got my boy. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm just doing an Iron Man and broadcasting it. But I got my man Overwatch. I decided to use one of my silly names. He's ready. Let's see if he survives the day. What class race combo is Overwatch? Girl, he's the same thing as Gumbuno. He's a male. Dwarf. Shaman. Probably enhancement, because I don't know that one very well. Oh, bitch, you, you gonna die like level 11. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if I make it through. Okay, well, we'll see you guys there. Well, in the past. Uh, and remember... Another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>